For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I just can't get past this idea of what good and bad looks like on this show. Like, who is the truly evil character? Because now more than ever, I don't know that Garrett Randall was evil. Prior to the season four finale of Yellowstone, we asked for predictions and offered a few of our own with the promise to spotlight anyone who was right. And the winner is no one. Absolutely nobody saw what transpired between Beth, Jamie, and Garrett Randall coming. It was dark and depressing, which is to say it was on brand for a show that never fails in giving us moral dilemmas to work through at night. I'm Addison Hager, and as much as any episode, Episode 10 presented questions of good versus evil and right versus wrong. Who is the hero? Billy Dukes is standing by to help sort through the murder, the regrets, the visions, the fistfights, and the wedding that brought this season to a close. Are there any loose ends? What can we expect from season 5? Did a fan favorite really just drive off the show with his beautiful new fiancé sitting shotgun beside him? Tap follow on the podcast platform you're listening and leave a five-star rating and review if you're on Apple Podcasts. We also ask for questions and comments at staff at tasteofcountry.com. You keep us on our toes, as you'll hear during this Q&A portion of today's podcast. Why did Jamie choose option three? Why did Beth deny Carter joy? What did Casey mean when he told Monica he saw, quote, the end of us? There's so much to unpack. Let's start having those conversations right now. Hello, Addison. Hello, Billy. Happy 2022. This is as excited as you're going to hear me this episode (laughs) because... That episode of Yellowstone was a downer. Oh. It was tough. Oh my gosh. Yeah, talk about starting 2022 off on a oh, a heavy heart. Just, mm, no. Give me like your initial emotional response to the season finale of Yellowstone. Like where's your head at? Where's <sighs> your heart at? What were you thinking and feeling as you watched all, all that went down go down? Mainly? Well, two things. Happy, there's some distinct moments that just made me so excited. Like, I felt very high, like, happiness and very, very low sadness. There was two things that made me really sad. One is a very obvious one. Not trying to give spoilers out, so that's why I'm being pretty vague right now. But I left truly feeling like someone had stuck me on a roller coaster of emotion. Of I left going, man, I, I feel really happy, but at the same time, I think I need to, like, go on a walk, clear my head, watch a happy movie or something that didn't end so heavy it really lingered like i told some people who were gonna watch a little later i'm like give yourself two hours because it's a really (laughs) long episode yeah but then give it like don't watch it right up before bedtime because you're gonna need like a decompression hour Mm -hmm. Um, but i found myself i just can't get past this idea of what good and bad looks like on this show like who is the truly evil character because 
now more than ever, I don't know that Garrett Randall was evil. Like, can you say during his final scenes that that was a bad, bad man? No. And that's coming from me who did not like him. No. And to be honest, I ended up having a different character at the end, too. I was like, I kind of, I would classify as just downright evil deep deep down there's something there and it's yeah well let's go right into this final scene then because i think i know who you're talking about Mm -hmm. and this is obviously we're gonna have some spoilers here this is the season finale of the show if you haven't watched hop out but in the end it all kind of builds up to this scene where beth gives jamie three choices the first choice is results in Jamie going to jail because she says that Garrett's going to pin all the attacks on on Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second choice is Rip can kill Garrett and then hunt down Jamie for um, making it so she can't have kids. And then we find out about this third choice, which is what Jamie ultimately selects. He has to kill his real father, Garrett Randall. And it comes right after the actor, Will Patton, looks in the camera and says, you're a good man, son. And I love you. <sighs> so many I love you in this first episode. But Jamie says, I love you too. And then pulls out a gun. Boom. Pow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, what a scene to, I mean, whack your dad off on. Oh, my God. That was pretty, it was pretty hard to stomach that scene. And Yellowstone's had some really disturbing uh. scenes. I mean, some a terrible Beth attack scenes, a, a violent assault right. in season two. I mean, of course, the attacks that ended season three were up there. This one lingered with me maybe more than any of those. Well, I think for me, it was one of those, you know, I've always tried to give Jamie the benefit of the doubt of like, I think deep down, he just wants his family's approval. Like he's going to be, you know, this shining light at the end of the day. And unfortunately, this scene only put a nail in the coffin for me of, realizing like at the end of the day he cares about himself and how things are going to affect him and he will literally kill his own father kind of i mean like doing generationally what he what gary did to his wife jamie's mother jamie did to his dad killed him and so ah, i just i'm no longer a jamie fan he kind of he struck out for me Everything Beth has been saying about her brother for the better part of four episodes proved to be absolutely true He is Mm -hmm. motivated by uh, selfish means, Mm -hmm. um, and and he's a puppet. He's afraid. Like, like there isn't – I don't know. uh, Another member of our team, Sterling Whitaker, says that maybe this show is ultimately going to be about uh, Jamie's redemption in some sort of way as the series concludes. And I just can't see a path there for Jamie at this point. (sighs) I I don't know if viewers have the attention and just willpower to – you know, be by his side for a whole nother season. Well, he's coming back. This is interesting. I mean, we've seen some interviews with the actor, Wes Bentley, and he has this full beard. And I think that's because Jamie Uh is bearded for a lot of season five. Uh, And last time we saw Jamie bearded was after he killed the reporter who was interviewing him and he was all depressed and growing out his facial hair. This is going to be another one of those sort of depressed Jamie seasons. I mean, he's still a main character. The story arc's going to evolve. What they're going to do with them, I don't know. I guess maybe the only hope for like that theory that his redemption story is coming is, is that he's not dead already. Like Taylor Sheridan's not done with this character, so he didn't go ahead and right. whack Jamie as well as, as Garrett. But oof. But man, that, I know, woof. 
But even <laughs> talk about even heavier is the scene after he shoots his dad. So Garrett uh, ends up being taken to the train station and Jamie's about to drag mm-hmm. the body over and throw him over the cliff. And Beth happens to be right there and she takes a cell phone photo of Jamie literally holding the body so she knows where that body is buried. And uh, her plan is to use that against Jamie and essentially own him for the rest of his days, which is, this goes back to my question, who is the good guy and who is the bad guy on this show? And I'm not sure any of the Duttons are the good guys. No, uh, this is the scene. And you know, I have been a Beth fan between the Carter scene that we can talk about later. And then this scene where I'm like, you just made Jamie kill his own father and now you're going to take a picture of it and use it as blackmail for him I'm like how messed up can you be it's something that just occurred to me about that photo is a lot of the bodies that are on the other side of that cliff are there because of the Duttons so if Beth incriminated Jamie Dutton in that sense more eventually she'd be incriminating her own father in some sort of way too so that could be an out for Jamie to get under the Dutton, out from under the Dutton thumb. It's been fun, or fun is potentially the wrong word there, but I was on TikTok the <laughs> I was on TikTok the other day, and it's fans have found the train station, like where that was shot. And oh. I've been taking video and yeah, I'll have to I'll have to show it to you. Yeah, people have been showing they're like, look, does this look familiar? They don't go to the very edge and look over. But they show you kind of the road, and it's exactly it's exactly what is pictured on the show, which is cool. Is it just inside the Wyoming border? You know, the video that I saw did not give me that much detail. It showed pretty much that little the little U where people kind of pull off, and yeah, you have the concrete and then the cliff. But yeah, I wonder how they figured that out because it. it's pretty nondescript and it's really dark uh, there. When all those bodies go over the cliff, so I don't know. I wonder. I do That's wonder how they kind of figured that out. Maybe it is just past the Wyoming border sign, in some sort of sense. But uh, that's going to be like a hot new tourist attraction. Come see where the Duttons hide their bodies. It'll <laughs> 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 so, be a little souvenir a stop stand. on the tour bus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll sell snow globes and hats. <laughs> hey, honestly, I'd probably go. So they'd get me. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a hat. You know, I I went to the train station yeah. and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. You know, something like that. <laughs> and a selfie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll take I'll take a couple of those. I mean, there's a buck to be made. <laughs> Why not make it? Oh my gosh, too good. Well, kind of staying on the somber note, which we will get to. You know, more happy, happier moments later. But speaking of Beth. There's this Carter scene that I think for me was probably just, I mean, aside from Jamie and Garrett, just a scene that, oh, ripped my heart out was Carter was in the barn tending to the horses, doing what he does. And Beth walks in and he goes, hey, mama. And she says, hey, I think sweetie or yeah, hey, baby or something. Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Realizes what she has said. And pretty much tells Carter, why'd you call me that? Or ask Carter, you know, why'd you say that? And he goes, well, I thought that you could be my stand-in mom, essentially. So sweet. So, so sweet. But Beth has to go in and squash the sweetness and says, you can't call me that. You lost your mom. Get over it, pretty much. And that for me, and that's kind of a question I have for you, is here is someone who, you know, is 
bitter towards Jamie that she can't have kids. Here's an opportunity for her to have almost an adopted son who's wanting it so badly from her. And yet she just shuts that door so, so hard. I almost forgot about this scene because it was at the beginning of episode 10. I I wish this scene had been in a different episode because it kind of would have gotten its own moment. It's so good. So I'm glad you brought that Mm -hmm. up. And it was a painful scene. There's no reason why she can't be a mother figure to him. She doesn't have to be that realistic. And it was it felt natural. Like he calls her mama. She calls him baby. Like that could have really rolled and been like a nice sort of sweet moment to build on. Heading or into season five, but within the, the span of just a few seconds, she just knocks that away. And poor Carter, good acting by actor Finn Little, is left in tears mm-hmm. uh, with with no hope of that. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see the point of it either. You know, Beth has shown some sort of compassion and heart and and a want to be like a mother figure for him, but like, mm-hmm. and at other times she sort of resists it. Well, and she's almost what she's doing now is a mother role and a mother yeah. figure. Rip is a father role, father figure. And it's almost kind of like, you know, when you're dating, you don't want to put labels on it. That's literally what this is. She's doing, she's acting as a mother role, but almost doesn't want to put a label on it as a stand-in mom. Yeah, she says that she's his friend. Like, what 14-year-old <laughs> boy has a 40-year-old female friend? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you're 14 exactly. and you're a boy, you're playing video games and maybe trying to figure out a way to download dirty images on the Internet. You're not going to do that with <laughs> old lady Beth, who's right. <laughs> a very right. different set of interests. <laughs> well, and I'm a little curious to see if kind of this scene, this moment for Carter pivots him in the wrong direction for season five. I could, I mean, we could be wrong. It could end up being fine, but I feel like we were building to this Carter's coming into his own, just really making just major, just mature. He's maturing. And I could just see it potentially going a different way because he's hurt. The Carter story arc hasn't really gone anywhere where I thought it would go this year. I, I thought a couple of things. One, I thought maybe him and Tate will become close allies on the ranch. That certainly hasn't happened, as Tate didn't even meet the kid and (laughs) Mm -hmm. is now living elsewhere. Um, I thought that this could be kind of like a child for Beth and Rip, and and she's denying that at every possible turn. It hasn't really gone anywhere yet, but, you know, as it leads into season five, I I think he's probably going to be a little bit larger part of the storyline. He's certainly getting a little bit more of of some play in the last couple of episodes, but you know what? So did Rainwater at the end of season three, Mm -hmm. and we barely saw him at all in in season (laughs) four. So... Who knows where this kid's going to end up? True. Well, I hope so. I've really enjoyed watching Carter's character just progress. And so I sure hope he has a large role in season five, selfishly. You know, one thing I want to correct, I think an episode or two ago, I said that uh, Beth got a hysterectomy. And I think that was mistaken. Um, That's never really said. It's just said that she was sterilized when she got the abortion. And to sort of explain that story really briefly, because they allude to it during episode 10, Jamie right. takes Beth to get an abortion when they're teenagers. He takes her to the reservation, and the reservation's rule is that anybody who gets an abortion has to be sterilized. That was, you know, when Beth was like 14 or 15 years old. Uh, I was a little bit right. um, mistaken on the terminology, but the end result is the same. Beth can't have kids, and that is why she hates Jamie's guts so vehemently and endlessly. Like, he will never be forgiven for that, and she won't even try to understand his point of view at the time, which is, uh, yeah. I think, 
a difficult thing for viewers to watch. I hadn't seen that clip before our um, when we did our recap video, but if you're listening and head over to our YouTube channel because we do have a clip. As we recapped the last uh, episode, we have that little clip in there, which I think is really good to kind of paint that picture and yeah, just see it in person. That was that for me. I, I got a better understanding of just how young they were and kind of yeah, like you said, if she's never Beth has never taken a moment to understand Jamie's side. Yeah. Um, she's never let him talk. <laughs> she's only talked. <laughs> Speaking of um, Jamie and some of his other family members, I'm curious to see where the Jamie and Casey relationship goes. Because Casey has, yeah, he's been really loyal to Jamie throughout all of this and, and constantly will say, I love you, brother. And, you know, make sure you always mm-hmm. call me brother. But after learning that Jamie at least hid the the man who tried to kill him, you know, he protected the man that tried to kill Casey. Like, will that relationship be damaged as we move into season five? And then, of course, there's the obvious is how are Jamie and John going to relate? Well, that kind of builds the question of, and we can go into this next if we want to, Casey's scene and what he ends up saying to Monica, his wife. It could also surround those two topics. It could surround him and Jamie. It could surround him and John. I don't know. What did you make of that? He says, so we'll, we'll dig into the actual ceremony and what Casey goes through yeah. in a second. But he comes out of it. And, and at the very towards the very end, Monica, his wife, asks him, what did you see? And he says, the end of us. And that's all we're given. What did you make out of that? Mm-hmm. What did you think he meant? Well, at first I thought he meant the end of him and Monica, but then I kind of sat on that for a little bit longer and I thought, surely, surely not, especially since they're about to have a child. I don't think the Yellowstone plotline would do that necessarily, especially since I'm like, I don't see any reason for them to, you know, break up or, you know, in their marriage. I see it more so as the end of us. I think he is going to separate himself from his family. Um, And I don't know if that means season five more chaos ensues, but I think it's going to be one of those that he, I think he leaves and kind of detaches from. The Duttons? His family. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I actually saw it. And we do this, it seems like every time. I saw the exact opposite. I saw (laughs) the end of us meaning he's going to go back to the Duttons and maybe even wants to live on the ranch again to help be part of that legacy. And because of that, okay. that is going to result in some fracturing in the relationship between him and Monica and maybe even some violence, uh, more violence coming towards their family. That was... Interesting. Uh, See, I saw the baby as more of the anchor. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Agree to disagree. We'll touch base season five. <laughs> well, yeah, the reality is that's probably some third option that we haven't even. Yeah, you know, we're not we're not smart enough to imagine quite yet. <laughs> but I, I thought when he said the end of us, I thought he meant in a larger sense. I didn't think he just meant him and Monica. I thought he either meant the end of the Duttons' rule on that ranch, or somehow the end of civilization, which is probably a little bit too broad. Wow. But. Um, <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah, so maybe it's just it has to do with the end of the ranch. Like this show, to me, when it ultimately concludes, there's not going to be a happy ending. Like I don't think the Duttons are just going to polish off the final attacker and live out their days. Like they're somehow going to lose right. the ranch, or John's going to get killed, or Beth's going to get killed. Like 
there's going to be some yeah. great tragedy to end it. No one's we're not going to end we're not going to end this series with smiles on our face. No way. No. No. I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's always it's been building up to yeah, someone taking over their land and so at some point you've got to have that breaking point or just end of here's what the end result is. And so yeah, I I agree and this show is <laughs> this show tends to not give us pretty wrapped up packages. So I don't foresee this is not a Hallmark movie where everything right. works out in the end. So I, I agree with you of something's going to happen in the end, whether it's a Dutton member dying or their land being taken. It's not, yeah, we're not going to end this. I mean, goodness, if season four ended the way that it did, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't expect the next season to end any prettier. The actor, we talked about this last week, um, the actor Mo Brings Plenty, who is uh, kind of responsible for a lot of the realistic nature of that ceremony, that a ritual that, that Casey goes through. Uh, he talked a little bit more about it again, and, he, and they said that there's a lot of that ritual that they left off camera just out of respect for the tribes. But what mm-hmm. they did show was very accurate to what a Native American, young Native American boy or a young man might go through. Uh, and I, that was cool. I, I enjoyed how they weaved it kind of across the episode, even though we didn't get a great payoff. Uh, this scene and one other scene, I think you kind of have to take as vehicles to get us to season five or to get us somewhere new. Correct. Like, it wasn't Correct. intended to pay off and be a part of this, but next season we're going to see it. And I think the same thing was true of Summer Higgins' character. Like, her, the mm-hmm. point of that relationship wasn't to affect this season's plot or even what's going on on the Dutton Ranch right now. I think it was ultimately to bring John and Beth a little bit closer. She was sort of a vehicle to do that. Um, but Casey, that was there were some pretty messed up scenes there with the, with the wolf and then his brother Lee returns and, and the oh, flashbacks yeah. from Afghanistan. Like, it was intense throughout this episode. Well, number one, he survived. You and I were very con- concerned about his water intake. So he yeah. survived the four days out there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, for me, that was that was definitely one of those. He did a great job acting-wise for that of just... Yeah. <sighs> I could feel the emotion. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really good scene with his brother. Who I mean, it almost turned it turned creepy a little bit when he started for sure yelling at Casey. Um, but that was as someone who's new to the show. That was cool of weaving in you know older characters that I had no clue originally who this guy was who was showing up for Casey. Um, but then even showing back when he was serving and stuff like that, I, it gave me a. I think what that scene helped do is give me a broader understanding of the back, the the history. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, that was 2018, I think, when his brother, that was season one, episode one, when his brother Lee is killed. And he was a good character during that episode. Uh, actor Dave Annabelle is, seems to be a pretty good actor. So that is a yeah. a stretch to ask viewers to recall that. But I think think it's not too much of a stretch for this show because it asks you to be a little bit smarter and to be truly invested you can't just kind of pop in and out you miss an episode i think you miss a lot you know unless you get the recap somehow Um, yeah the one that i didn't i mean monica shows up during his time pretty much saying it's just a it's just a dream it's just a dream which i did think that was sweet but also i didn't fully understand i was like we kind of just threw her in there as one of the 
people who the ghost of girlfriends past or you know what I mean where they just show up and that's kind of what I felt on that one I was like nah you didn't really provide any <laughs> it was just a little gratuitous Monica naked time in the middle yes, of the- yes. You know, it's been a while since we did this no yeah it didn't add anything to that that was the one part of that scene that was like eh, we, we maybe could have done without with that one but for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I know we both want to talk about Jimmy um, as well oh, yes. and what, what, what happened with yes. Jimmy, but can we just take a moment to kind of explain what like we're going to do with this podcast now that Yellowstone's finished? Because we're not done. Oh, we, have, we are we not done. Go. go for it, Billy. Yeah, so like this is like we've said all along, this is a Yellowstone 1883 podcast, and we originally kind of built this thing to be more of an 1883 podcast. We kind of figured that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were coming in late on the Yellowstone podcast game. Maybe we would just sort of trail back, but really attack 1883. But uh, we've just kind of enjoyed this conversation with Yellowstone so much that we've made it a, kind of a part of the weekly podcast here. But now that 1883 is kind of going in full circle, and there was no 1883 episode on Sunday, which was a little unusual, but that's going to return this next coming Sunday, and I think it runs through like mid-February. We're going to keep doing weekly recaps on 1883. We'll try to get those out on Sunday around noon, and then we'll kind of do one other episode maybe around Thursday of each week. That's going to continue to be like cast interviews, other sort of insight and analysis uh, as long as we can take it. And I know we have some interviews in the can with Sam Elliott and LaMonica Garrett that we want to get to. Um, I have another interview mm-hmm. coming up, I think, in a couple of days with a, another primary character from 1883. Uh, we're just going to see how, how long we can stretch this thing, really through February or maybe even to March. And then we'll kind of pop back in as news and things break with regards to the fifth season of Yellowstone and maybe even the second season of 1883, if there is one, which is unclear at this point yeah well i'm excited thank you for all who listen and give us a give us a rating and review and we have truly both of us have loved reading all the comments emails theories that you guys send in it is for sure a treat and i'm speaking for both myself and billy we really really enjoy those some are really good people give good insight you know they point out things in fact one guy just commented i'm kind of looking at the real-time comments of our youtube video which we just published really just about an hour ago. So a little behind the scenes, we record on Monday. Today's Monday. Uh, We'll drop on Tuesday. The video just went live about 90 minutes ago, and someone pointed out that Casey was actually a Navy SEAL and not a Marine. I got that little detail wrong. So, you know, keeping us honest, and it's been really positive, the conversation back and forth, which is Mm -hmm. rare and refreshing on on social media, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Cindy says, I can't believe two women would fight over Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> True. Cindy, I love Jimmy. <laughs> but is Jimmy the kind of guy that's going to have women fighting over him? I mean, no. He, I can tell you from, like, uh, personal experience that tall, skinny, white guys from the Midwest that really don't have anything remarkable about them. 
those aren't the kind of guys that have women just fighting for her his affections. It just doesn't happen. No, no. My brother did. We watched it, and my brother goes, he goes, you know what? I understand why sometimes cowboy hats make someone look so much more appealing and attractive because Jimmy without a cowboy hat is just, he looks a little bit different, which I was like, honestly, I think it's a cowboy hat. (laughs) So Jimmy returns to the Yellowstone Ranch in this episode, and he makes a great entrance um, back into the bunkhouse as they're playing cards. And they say, Uh Jimmy, pull up a chair. And he says, actually, we're going to need two chairs. Because my fiance is here. And I thought that, I think it was Jake has the best line where he says, that's going to go over like a fart in church. (laughs) I know. I I loved that moment too. It was a great fight. And, well, it was a great fight. So, yeah, you have Emily who comes in and obviously Mia is very caught off guard. And it's not a yelling match. She just straight, Mia gets up and is headed towards Emily, which this is where I was like, oh, this little spitfire Emily can hold her Mm. own. And she packs a punch to sit quite literally. And they go at it. They fight like Lloyd and Walker did. I mean, fists were flying. That truly chef's kiss. That was a really good unexpected scene. And Jimmy has to literally physically take Mia out of the bunkhouse to just let the steam go off and him be able to actually communicate with her because it is, it's not even a cat fight. It is just full on brawl. He slammed, she slammed Mia into the refrigerator. Like that was. <laughs> and she's petite or she looks petite. You know what I mean? And all the guys around the table, no one's trying to break, break it up. They're like, oh no, stop, please don't. But really they're, you know, enjoying the spectacle in front of them. Uh, I think totally. Right. And and betting on who would win. But no, no joke. Emily is serious about it. Oh, well, even after Lloyd kind of, they kind of chuckle of like, (laughs) what just happened? You know, thoroughly impressed. Also like, what? Who is this chick? Okay. (laughs) So fast forward a little bit. Jimmy makes his choice and ultimately decides to stick with his fiance, Emily. And then he talks to John Dutton and John gives him permission to leave the ranch for good. Jimmy takes that, and mm-hmm. now he, the final, one of the final scenes is him driving off towards, back towards Texas in the Four Sixes Ranch truck with his fiance. And I think off the show, like he might pop in a little bit with Travis, but I think as we've kind of long predicted, this is the transition for actor Jefferson White to becoming the new star of the show, um, Four Sixes Ranch, or whatever they Four choose days. to end up mm-hmm. calling it. And I've just, I think they did a really good job with Jimmy's character of, I felt good out of all the uncertainty and all the down emotions I felt about this finale. This is one that I felt really, really good closing that door on of like, yes, he's matured. He's grown. This is a character that we have truly watched being nurtured throughout this entire season. And I feel good about this character's ending. But I will. I'm curious of your thoughts. Did you feel and do you feel bad for Mia? Mildly. Mm -hmm. Like Same. You, you know, I mean, the, you know, tough. You know, that, that happens. Sometimes you just you just yeah. take the L. Um, yeah. I, I didn't lose any sleep over it. You know, she fought for her man and well, she has she was there for him. She really kind of nursed him back to health and, and she ended up kind of getting the shaft. But, you know, that's what happens. No, you same. Know, 
I was in high school. I had a girlfriend and I moved to the other side of the state. (laughs) And, um, you know, the story takes a twist because I didn't get a new girlfriend on the other side of the state. But the girl I was with got a new boyfriend and I came back. Oh, oh no. And I don't think other boyfriend (laughs) felt too bad for me. Right. Well, I will say that scene where they're Emily and Jimmy are driving off and they quite literally pass Mia. I didn't feel any like, oh man, yeah. really wish he would turn around. I'm I'm really really happy with just Emily and Jimmy's dynamic and yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he chose who he chose. I don't feel you know any ah oh, you know haha Mia. I I just feel indifferent. Of I'm really glad he chose Emily. I like their relationship together. A lot of people are kind of irritated about how much this season of Yellowstone seemed to promote other shows in this franchise, be it 1883 and whatever show the Four Sixes Ranch show ends up being. And on one hand, I kind of see that because a lot of the the action did sort of get you there. But a lot of it actually moved forward the plot of Yellowstone as well. Now, granted, in between there was a lot of special, you know, in between breaks, there was a lot of commercials and stuff for maybe other Taylor Sheridan shows like the mayor of Kingstown and and 1883. So that probably added to some of that feeling that the show was just a a big commercial for the overall uh, plan, but I thought they did it pretty authentically. So I don't know. I don't totally agree with the criticism that this entire season has just been one big commercial for a different show. I had to agree with you. It didn't bug me, but I have heard, you know, a lot of my friends have said the past seasons weren't like that. And so I think that's what, if you were an avid Yellowstone viewer, and then coming into season four, I think that's where at least what I have heard the feedback of kind of has been the turn off of, it's not what we were used to. We were both wrong Which, on predicting if Rip and Beth would get married. I know this was exact. she kind of stole your wedding plan, Edison, like one day when yeah. you get married, that's pretty much how you want to do it. Kidnap a priest at gunpoint. Exactly. And wear that was like my a, yeah. She took a page from my book. Beth, wore, <laughs> back off. Her wedding dress was the same dress that she wore for the conjugal visit, like that stripper kind of dress <laughs> she was using yes. there. That was uh, yes. that's what she got married in. Fantastic. Yes. Well, even John goes. Don't you want to change? No. He's <laughs> like, okay. No, that's not what she said. She says, no, I'll be out of it soon enough. <laughs> Oh, that's, oh, yes, hello, that's, and he goes, Beth, let's remember, I'm your father, like, <laughs> let's keep the conversation, you're so right, oh my gosh, I, oh my gosh, no, I cannot imagine, <laughs> I mean, Truly it was incredible, a, it was a perfect kind of Yellowstone wedding, I guess, in the end, I was hoping for a little bit more, I guess, personally, uh, I, I wanted to see that wedding off in the hills, and a little bit of a ceremony, or, or something else going on, John does say, he stops, her down the makeshift aisle and says, I pre- please promise me that you'll let me do this for real. So we could see an actual legitimate yeah. wedding. Uh, you don't seem so certain, but a legitimate wedding <laughs> in the next season. <laughs> I don't. You crushed me before I even finished the sentence. But <laughs> I know you're talking and I just give you like a meh face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see him coming back to it. Um, just the way the show goes, they I leave those, that loose that loose end. They leave that they're going to leave that one loose along with the kid with the lug nuts from the end of last season. <laughs> you you and the kid with the lug nuts. I'm, we have if we made a drinking game out of the kid with the lug nuts. You've brought him up so many times. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the number one loose end of Yellowstone. The kid with the lug nuts and the the bomb that Casey 
puts in the Beck Brothers plane. Um, I would love to know other loose ends that annoy you as a listener. Staff at tasteofcountry.com. Those are two big ones on my end. Like what happened to the kid with the lug nuts and the bomb that Casey puts in the Beck Brothers plane. Like neither confirmation about what happened with either of those. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All righty, time for the theories and emails and comments. Okay, first one from Jarity. Rip should have left Beth to deal with her dad. That did not concern him. She needs to clean up her own mess. That would have left Rip in a bad position. Either take the side of the woman he loves or the man he most looks up to. This is in response to our conversation last week about how Rip should have Mm -hmm. been there with Beth when she went to go have that argument with her dad. Uh, I said that Rip should be there. Jarity says that... um, it was fine that he wasn't. I, I just I just disagree. I respect the opinion, but I, I think if you're a married couple, you should, should kind of stand side by side. That's his role there. Uh, and, and Jared, actually, we've had some nice email exchanges. We kind of worked together to try to figure out the Dutton family tree together. I don't know if we made any progress mm-hmm. there because it's kind of confusing. Um, ultimately, it's now, I mean, now he is her husband. So the next time that Beth and John get into a scrape is... <laughs> Is Rip going to stand up to the old man? Like, I kind of feel like he has to now. You know, that's what you do as yeah, a husband. Yeah, he has to now. Yeah. Uh, but good comment. I appreciate it. Well, and I did say, I said, I was the one who said, you know, and all in all, yes, I, I agree with your thought and your statement on, yeah, I think he needed to be in there. But I don't think if he was in there, the plot would have moved the way that it did. So I think in True. order for the plot to happen... Of what happened, I do think it was done the right way. But if this was a real world case scenario, I would want my fiance, significant other yeah. husband to be in there with me. Jason on YouTube said this before the season four finale aired. Um, he says, at the end of each season, Tate and Monica are in turmoil. Season one end, Monica and Tate leave Casey. Season two's end, Monica and Tate are recovering from Tate being kidnapped. Season three end, Monica and Tate are assaulted in the Dutton family home. That means something big is coming for Casey, Monica, and Tate at the end of season four. Those stories tend to pivot a major storyline where all the characters are impacted in their storylines. He makes a pretty interesting point. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. slight factual correction that I don't think is too important to his point. Casey and Monica uh, were attacked at the beginning of season four, not the end of season three. But that that's fine. There it does seem to be some Casey and Monica drama to end each season, and this season is no different. We had asked for some predictions on how this season would end. Uh, no one was even close to predicting how it actually ended, so we won't bring him up. But he does lead into some the drama between Monica and Casey that we saw as he came off that mountain. And they did. I mean, they absolutely do pivot the storyline, and it does look like that's going to happen once again. So Jason, even before seeing this, the finale... Uh, Great point. Very astute observation from you. Appreciate it. Okay, we have an Apple podcast comment. Are you ready for this one? Oh, someone who left a a review in the the Mm -hmm. area there? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Go ahead. Music Master left a review on Apple Podcasts, and among his critiques is, why are we constantly being told we are listening to the Dutton Rules podcast? This is a podcast <laughs> we opted into, not a radio station we happened upon. Okay. Billy? Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Give this one to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So full <laughs> disclosure, and I, I usually end up writing these breaks, and it is perhaps we are a little heavy-handed with repeating the show name. <laughs> He his reference to the radio station is fair because I have a radio background, so I guess maybe that's in my DNA of constantly needing to get the brand that's... out there. Uh, functionally, there is a, a purpose to that. Like sometimes we chop this show up and upload it in like two or three parts, just in case there's an advertisement at some point. It can kind of slot in there, and then coming out of that, you might want the uh, the show name. But I can back off that a little bit. You know what you're listening to, and we appreciate it. Um, I, I will ease up. One hundred percent. We aren't. We promise. We aren't intentionally trying to be annoying. <laughs> We're not, not. Not our goal here. No. Not our goal. But I'm keeping another great Town Square Media podcast because you know what? No. Daddy needs his paycheck think, at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> you, I think that should just be my ringtone now. I think I've said it enough times. That, that is my tagline. Another you great kiss Town the ring. Square Media podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got one here. This is okay. another YouTube oh. one. Yeah, I didn't share, but okay. someone makes this prediction that we've seen before. The show ends. This is Jim on YouTube. The show ends with Walker turning out to be an undercover FBI agent, and he leads an FBI raid on the ranch. John and Rip are arrested for all the past murders they committed. This is a really logical conclusion to the show, which is to say, no way in hell, Jim. It probably won't happen because <laughs> the show is nothing yeah, if no. not illogical. Wow, that was I. My face right now is I didn't even I wouldn't have thought of that. The Walker FBI agent theory is a pretty popular one in, in sort of the dark recesses of the Yellowstone Internet, and that is because he was driving with Lloyd to the train station once, and he was asking Lloyd a lot of really specific, targeted questions about the train station. So people think that he went away to you know he got kicked off the ranch for a while. Maybe he became a mole for the FBI and came back, yeah. and now he's just sort of doing reconnaissance for some sort of law enforcement agency, and this is really going to lead to the the end of the Duttons. And gotcha. could be something to that. Yeah. I don't okay. Know. Yeah, that's not terrible. That's not terribly far off. That's not one of those that I'll just completely x off. That it has a little bit of substance to it. I guess I'm hoping for a little more creativity with the end of the series. Um, I'll say this. The, the other rumor is that Walker ends up on the Four Sixes Ranch. And what I found out recently about uh, Ryan Bingham, the actor who plays Walker, is his cowboying right. uh, legacy. He is a legit cowboy. That dude grew up riding bulls, bronking horses, like as a, a child and huh. as a teenager. So everything you've seen Ryan Bingham do on the horse is legit. He's like one of the legit cowboys on the ranch. Like him, the actor who plays oh, Jake, cool. the actor who plays... Um, the other guy, uh, not Travis. I can't think of his name. And then, of course, Lloyd, uh, Forey, J. Smith. They're all le legit cowboys. The other ones, Ryan and Kobe and Jimmy, they're just kind of actors trying to hang on to their horses for daily life. And I think the same thing is true of Teeter. I don't think she had any cowgirl cred heading into the show. I've really enjoyed that aspect of the season is the authenticity that they sprinkle in throughout the show. That's been a really fun, fun watch. 
Yeah, at times it's meant some less than great acting, but I th- I think that's a, a give and take we can deal with. I, yes, I would, re- I agree. That's Billy Dukes who offers the insight, even if he's a bit heavy-handed with the intro promotion. It's a give and take. Thanks, Billy. I'm Addison Haker, and coming soon on Dutton Rules, Sterling Whitaker returns to talk about his visit with actors Sam Elliott and LaMonica Garrett, then episode recaps of 1883. But we're not done talking about Yellowstone just yet. Share your wish list for season five at staffatasteofcountry.com, and we'll begin to preview what's next soon. Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone 1883 podcast, is written by myself and Billy Dukes and produced by Billy Dukes. Archive episodes feature interviews with cast members like Jefferson White, Cole Hauser, Kelly Riley, and Luke Grimes. Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone and 1883 podcast, is another great Townsville Media podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.